Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Faint. So today's uh, in wrestling, Bob Orton Jr.'s birthday, 1950. And I also want to highlight that on uh, 1991, we lost Dick the Bruiser. All right. With our other co-host, it's a three-man show tonight. The Reverend himself, Jason Todd. What's going on, everybody? You know what happened 25 years ago this week? Pretty, uh, pretty big event. It was, uh, this is now the anniversary, 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. And I think that had a lingering effect on all of us as fans, probably a lot of people in the business who are, or who are at least in the business now. I mean, you'll still find an argument over whether it was a, a real or a scripted event. All right, Jason, real or fake? One word answer. Real-ish. Freddy? I'll go real. Yeah, I'll I think go. it was real, too. I'll go real. But that's a story for another day. All right. <laughs> so we had Crown right. Jewel this past weekend. So... Let's get your thoughts. Freddie, why don't you kick us off? What'd you think? Did you watch? First of all, did you watch the show? I, I did watch. Um, okay. I thought What'd it was a good show. Um, I know this is going to go against certain uh, opinions on the show, but I thought the Roman uh, Logan Paul match was actually pretty good. I know, I know, Rob, you're not a fan. I know outside. Um, I will go last. Yeah. <laughs> I have a but, lot to um, say. I enjoyed it. I thought his moveset was pretty good. I thought he uh, handled himself pretty well in the ring. Fucked himself up and torn ACL, MCL. He's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. But I thought he did pretty well. Um, Omas surprisingly did pretty good other than that nothing too crazy on the card that really blew me back that was like oh my god triple h coming out with the what was it some type of hawk or falcon on his arm i'm like all right are you going for superhero mode here not not sure <laughs> not sure what you're really doing but I thought it was a it was a decent show for what they what they had. Yeah. All right, Jason, what do you got? Yeah. Um. So I watched bits and pieces of this because I just never make a habit of you know taking the time out to watch Crown Jewel live. It's just not doing it in the middle of the day, and I really just can't wait till they stop having these shows over there for the most part. But yeah, I was a little surprised by Omas. Um, bit by bit, I guess he's learning something here and there as he goes along. I also, 
got a kick out of Braun Strowman getting a big head about that match online and all of Twitter collectively taking him down. Um, and like John Paul there, he's a, he's a showman. John Paul? Or- John Paul? Carl Paul? Rick Paul? I don't remember whichever Paul it is. He's a hell of a showman. He he really is. He's a natural at athletic things, and that's kind of cool. So it made for something somewhat entertaining. But you know where I get? You guys know where I stood. Um, Roman should have ran through him in a few minutes. That's the match I would have wanted to see instead. But hey, they got a good show out of it. So I guess the crowd went home happy. Other than that, nothing really stood out. Uh, someone made a comment about the significance of Bianca Belair driving during the match in a country where uh, it is a rarity to have women drivers. So there you go. Um, Bailey drove too. And Bailey drove as well, yeah. There you go. So, um, but other than that, you know, nothing really stood out for me. Oh, Brock and... And and lastly, uh, I'm looking forward to that getting a proper conclusion down the road. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you kind of left that hanging out there. All right. Uh, I found this to be uh, a completely disappointing card. I thought um, the Brock Lesnar match, the Bailey match, were the endings were fugazi. They had these kind of false ends that didn't really finish anything, which I really can't stand, especially like I can handle one on a card, but when they do two or three, I mean, you can, you can almost count the McIntyre match, right? He beat carrying cross by like a couple of inches, like nothing was settled. It didn't. And I don't understand why you would switch the belts from damage control to bliss and Oscar and then switch it back again. Switch what it was right the back. Point? Yeah. What was the point? Why would you just have the title change? Why would you just have the title change there? You know, instead of flip flopping the titles, I just don't understand that. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's completely cheesy. And then let me get to my friend Logan Paul. <laughs> I can't believe when you're touting Roman Reigns as being the tribal chief as being this unstoppable force, as being this champion of champions, that you're going to have someone who has two two professional matches under his belt make almost beat him worse than Kevin Owens, than Drew McIntyre, seasoned veterans, men that have wrestled for years upon years. You had Logan Paul come this close to winning the belt several times. And you had Roman Reigns delivering a punishment and Logan Paul kicking out at one count. If there was ever a super Cena moment, there it was. Like, And then to top it all off, Roman Reigns needed the Usos and Sokoa to come out to finally settle the match. I mean, are you kidding me? I almost could have lived with it if Roman Reigns would have beat him straight. But you had it all this outside interference, and then 
everyone was shocked when uh, Jake Paul showed up. Meanwhile, they had a graphic for him on the screen. Right. So I was like, how shocked could you be? All right. He didn't just come running out, you know, like to help his brother. It was. It was planned. Didn't they show that at the press conference, too? I don't know. I didn't watch the press conference, so because I, 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 I'm with you in the fact that I, I completely disliked every one of these crown jewel cards. They're all terrible. They well, all have on paper bad matches. Though, on paper, this card was better than it had any right to be, and I was a little annoyed at it. But ultimately, it's a show I end up not caring about. Well, like I said. I don't know what Roman Reigns is celebrating at this moment. He almost lost to a YouTuber. Right. So, you know, that and the fact that they still haven't pulled, you know, they're still pulling Bianca Belair as some super, super Cena. You know, I, I was totally dismayed. The total, I, I watched this card in bits and pieces because I kept getting aggravated. And I would turn it off and come back to it later. It took me almost, I finished it today so I could talk about it tonight. Um, and that's probably why my Logan Paul vial is so high because I just finished watching it like an just hour finished. ago and I was like the whole time going, what is this garbage? Are you kidding me? I can't Are you believe, kidding me? I can't believe you, it needs to be that soon a viewing for you to have any venom for Larry Paul. I think that I hold that vitriol pretty much anytime the name comes up. It's just fresher right now. I just finished watching uh, it because I had read about the match, but when you watch it and you see, I'm like, like he totally out. They had him totally outclassed Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got lucky. That's what they made it seem. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. It should is have been a non-title. It should have been a non-title six-minute squash. Is what it should have been with Logan Paul getting a few shots in here and there. The one lucky punch. And instead, instead, they made him a main eventer. And if I was any other person on this card, I would have been pissed. So that's all I have to say about this despicable display. And that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you uh, weren't a fan? You're perceptive. I, I Yeah, I'm very keen on keyed in right now you know i tried to be subtle in my comments and you yeah. know you pick, you pick through right right through, you got you saw right through my facade sometimes you have to tell the people how you really feel I think. i've never anthony will tell you i've never been known for my subtlety i just say what's on my mind and if you don't like it tough shit so there you go i got some venom for soraya coming up too so Ooh, all right but let's, let's stick in the in the wwe realm um we saw this week on raw we saw uh, Nikki Cross beat Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title and do what should have been done quite some time ago. Yes. She dropped it in a trash can. And it's a, I saw it today online. It's officially listed as a non-active title. And in true 24-7 so, fashion, she missed dropping it in the trash can. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I did. She dropped it next you know to the trash. The, the first that was time the I, best part. The first time I didn't, I heard it clank. I'm like, oh, that sounds weird. And then somebody online was like, she totally missed the trash can. Totally missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and the way Bailey just looked at it, like, yep, yep, she missed it. I mean, I like when like Nikki Cross left the ring and Bailey was like, here, you need to take this with you. And Nikki Cross was like, 
Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping they would throw Dana Brooke in after it, but right. I did not get my wish. I did so. hear she was complaining online. About, oh, I'm sure oh, about the title being retired and the way I'm sure she out. was, and I'm sure nobody cared. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares. It's a waste of time. It, it, it was never, I mean, if you guys remember when it was initially introduced, it was introduced by Mick Foley and everybody thought, ooh, the hardcore title's coming back. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he started telling them about the rules and they, everybody was like, oh. Okay. This is stupid. <laughs> and, you know, and if they would have kept it as a comedy title that was defended on, like, house shows and, like, the Today Show, you'd be like, whatever. Yeah. But then they started, they started putting it on TV and, and like people were trying to give it credence. And the one thing I will say I read, somebody said they wish R-Truth would have been the one that finished with it. Yes. And I, I agree with that. That's the one thing I would like to see. Like, I would have liked him seeing it, like him pull it out of the trash and be like, you're mine forever yeah. and run away with it. Or, you know, like some kind of comedy angle, you know, where, where he just takes off with it and you never see it again. And then he you can't remember where he left it. You know, mm-hmm. and they ask him where it is. He's like, well, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, yeah. I think it's in my car. I don't, you know what I mean? Like they could have, they could have played off that for years. Right. Or they couldn't have him come out with that belt. And they were like, you know, that, that belt's retired. And he'd be like, sorry. You know, like they could have done, <laughs> my bad. he would have found, <laughs> he found promos, something to do with it. Right. Cutting promos about how he'll defend it. And right. Right. Like you know. Challenge. Yeah. Right. When we get to WrestleMania 10, I'm gonna defend this belt, and they're gonna be like, "It's like WrestleMania 39." And he'd be like, "My bad." My bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They could have played off of that for for decades, and uh, they chose not to. But whatever. I'm glad it's good that it's gone. It was garbage from the beginning. Um, it never really made any sense. And now it's gone for good. Triple H, you know, another nail in Vince McMahon's coffin. Right. A good one. A good yeah. Very yeah, much so. Positive move. So, um, speaking of titles and passions, Austin Theory, he now joins an elite club of guys who have won the Money in the Bag contract and failed to cash in. Who cashes in the Money in the Bank on a secondary title? On a title you've won already. Who does that? Who does that? Makes no sense. So, where where does he go from here? Do you think Triple H doesn't like him? Do you think Triple H doesn't see anything in him that, you know, he wants to take that off of him to get him out of the title picture? I think that's what it was. I think it was to move him out of the title picture and not have to worry about pushing him to the moon so fast like Vince was doing. You let him gradually go up. Because the way he was going with Vince, he had that jetpack on his back and he was going straight to the top of the card. But I mean, did they have to give him a double whammy? They had him, they had him cash in against the US champion and then lose. And then lose. Like so, like I mean, the loss wasn't terrible in theory, no. But how it happened—it's how it happened. I mean, the idea of him almost getting the pinfall and Lashley coming back and screwing everything up for him—that's cool. I get that because he don't. 
it kind of makes sense in what's going on with those three. But Seth Rollins kicking out of everything he did after getting that beat down. I mean, that's the hard part. And is Lashley now a heel? And Seth Rollins is a face? That's a good question. Because that's what I'm reading online. I'm reading online yeah, that, that's what it's looking like. that Bobby Lashley has turned heel after just turning face, not, what, a couple months ago? Three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And it Seth Rollins, like... who has done nothing to to do to to be cheered is suddenly being cheered and blonde well i mean he's changed his hair before i don't care about that my point is normally when you have someone turn it's for a reason right there's some kind of event that makes someone go good or bad and instead this week we just have lashley being bad and rollins being good yeah. for no other reason than booking even then, Lashley putting a beat down on Seth Rollins, I was still watching it thinking, well, Lashley's not in the wrong. He's not the, is he really the bad guy here getting revenge on the guy who, you know, screwed him out of the title? So right. I, I don't know. It's how know. you go about it, though. I mean, when you're, a, when you're considered a face, you can't go on some kind of crazy, insane beat down. Right, I mean, John Cena wouldn't wouldn't bring up, pull out a chair, and beat Brock Lesnar to death with a chair. Right, it just doesn't work that way. So it sounds like they did a double turn, sort of, sort of, kinda, because everybody's cheering for. I mean, I think what happened is Seth Rollins. Everybody's cheering for him now. That's what I think it right? was. I think Rollins right? was getting that natural reaction. Yeah, and people would say that attack that. Lashley did on Brock Lesnar is a heel attack all the way. Yes. And he attacked him before the match started. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not clearly defined, but who knows? I think that's a key thread right there that you'll see in with a lot of the characters in WWE. Who put this who put this on here, Freddie? Which one? The theory. Did you one? put where does yeah. Austin Austin Theroy yeah. go from here? Yeah. The Roy. That's 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 what happens when you're that, at work and you're trying to type stuff Is that out Jack Hager's tag team partner? It is. He's uh, Larry Paul's brother. They, Larry uh, Paul. <laughs> that never gets old. Not the Larry Paul one, the, the Jack Hager. You know. do Jack Hager. Yeah. So with that, how do we feel like Triple H is doing? Uh, you guys know my opinion. I think... I think Raw is getting in, is falling rapidly back into the not watch territory again. Right. But I'd be curious to know now that you guys have seen a few weeks, what do you think? So I want to tell you what I think because then we got we got letters from oh, what the from encyclopedia the staff, from the encyclopedia well, on this, and welcome, we can come Jason. back to that after. But uh, so I'll, I'll just give you kind of my. 35 cents here or whatever. Um, Triple H is the equivalent of an interim coach that's come in halfway through the season. He took over basically at SummerSlam. So in the back of my mind, I feel like I can't fairly evaluate it and his run until WrestleMania. Let's see how that goes. But 
there's some stuff that leaves questions and it was like like the women's tag titles i didn't understand what was going on with that why did they switch hands on a monday only to switch hands right back on a saturday it made no sense to me um and other little things that i can't tell if it's that there were things where they were already booked into a corner going into it with certain characters and it just takes time or is he really making bad decisions? I, you know, a lot of things have happened that I've enjoyed, so I can't complain too much. Well, um, US title is defended in the main event on SmackDown episodes. Um, the Intercontinental title is- U.S. title. Oh, intercontinental. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, intercontinental yeah. is built there. Yes. Um, so that's intercontinental on SmackDown. U.S. title on Raw. Predominantly main events. Whenever the main title isn't there, so I can't complain about that. There's people on my TV screen I wanted to see on my TV screen. Jason, I got four words for you: Baron Corbin, Nikki Cross. Why are these people getting pushes? Because they're there. I don't know. Maybe he that's, wants to see what not, they. No, that's I not do. Good enough. No, I do think that there's a there's a point to that. I mean, you got to see what they can do. They're going to try to keep. They're going to keep trying to repackage Corbin until something catches on. And I feel like it's chic to. Criticize the existence of Baron Corbin. They like the people he works with, like working with him in the ring and out. That's a big deal. Sometimes you just, there's going to be people you're like, I don't know. It's not like he's in the title picture. He's, he's just there. Well, he's he's putting himself in the title picture, though. Not yet. So he could go for a U.S. title right now. Could, but not yet. We haven't seen him even get into Freddy, that yet. Freddie, insert some sanity into this madness. Go ahead. So, Jason, you're not you're not wrong. I do agree with you in the evaluation of Triple H. I do the interim coach. You got to give him at least a full year. Let him move these poor bookings. There there are some misses that he's completely whiffed on, and possibly corrected last week. The whole. Uh, Mustafa or not or Ali, whatever his name is now, right? He Where know. he just got fucking tossed by Bobby Lashley. Like, okay, oh, well, great. you corrected that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what was the mistake that needed to be corrected that that Ali was in the title picture? Well, no, that the way they were booking him, like he was against Rollins, or he came out beat down Rollins and. Stood tall at the end of Raw. And he wasn't and then, winning, though. And he wasn't winning. Yeah. I just... That one didn't make sense. Uh, so... I'll I, tell you I what, man. When they hire Corbin. me for Raw to start booking, I'm not picking either one of you two to help me. Because <laughs> Jason be pushing Baron Corbin, and you'd be... Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. When did I say that? <laughs> I said... It is evident that the people who work with him, whose yeah, opinion matters, that was more what I was going to say. The the people that they like work, with him. they enjoy him. 
that's what it seems like. He seems like who was it back in the day that was working with like like a Kane? You're like, why the hell is Kane working with this guy? Or why is he was a good worker? So safe. They put him in with everybody. That doesn't mean that it makes me a fan. It's just me recognizing that sometimes there's going to be stuff on TV that I don't want to see personally. And that's whatever, you know? I think Triple H has gotten very lucky with some of the things. Like, for example, Sami Zayn. Like, he stepped in gold with that one. That fell into his lap, yeah. I think SmackDown is a way tighter, better show. I wish, honestly, honest. I'm shocked at two things. I'm shocked that he has not split the titles. And I know it has to do with um, sponsors and all that, but man, Raw really needs to be a two-hour show. Yeah, I think that there's just too much time and not enough content. There's just not enough to do. And they're not willing to go the long matches. Like, like the one thing I'll say for AEW, they will go 40 minutes with a match if they need to. Right. And Raw, you don't get that. You're never going to get a match that long. If they do, they make it a, a big deal about it. You know, they mention it. it's going to be an hour time limit. You know what I mean? So could it be? Sorry to interrupt you, Rob. No, go could ahead. It be go the ahead. different creative teams. Like, well, yeah, it's definitely Raw, different creative teams because so they have could that their be one of the issues he's facing with Raw. They have more than enough talent, and I think the one thing Triple H has done well is he's bringing people back. Because you have to fill three hours. Right. Um, but I question who he's brought back. Like the Good Brothers to me. Yeah. You know? Me again. Well, you know, I mean, I never really had a problem with her. Like at least at least she's got a, a purpose. I mean, I guess you could say that about the Good Brothers too. But my problem with the, the Good Brothers is they're not great singles wrestlers. And when you're fighting a team like the Judgment Day, you've got three great or two great singles wrestlers. Right. They're not a tag team. Like Bale, uh, Balor and and uh what's his name? Damian Priest are not primarily tag team wrestlers. They're singles wrestlers. Right. So to me like you have a Carl Anderson against a Finn Balor, you're, it's a step down. You you have a, a singles guy fighting a tag team guy. I and that. I know they're trying to remedy that, but in the end, I mean, come on. It's Carl Anderson in the end, you know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see where we're going, but I, I definitely see that there's a, definitely some potholes along the road that they need to, he needs to address. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of the... It's like when you have... Have you ever done that experiment when you were in school um, with the ink and the water? And if you put something in that colors the water, how much, how much effort does it take to make it clear again? It's not a right... It doesn't have... You can't dump the water out in his case. Yeah. Like... And you mentioned the TV deals, sponsorships, that kind of thing. I mean, those are contracts he kind of walked in on. So I understand, I understand what you guys are saying. I'm it just starting time. to get. I'm just watching some patterns start to develop, and I'm not loving them. Hmm. Well, let us know what the encyclopedia thinks. Yeah, go ahead, please. Paragraph one, subsection seven. Actually, That's I, I Jason. Will say he kept this. Anthony's going to be, this is going to be one run long run on sentence with no punctuation, I'll bet. Paragraphs, That's what it looks periods, like. and commas galore. He, he really formatted this. Um, Grammarly okay. works wonders. So, <laughs> his, his wife wrote it for him. My, word. my words. Are you, writing out, are you putting out a, um, 
the views Disclaimer. expressed by <laughs> <laughs> yes basically yes these are the views of the all right go ahead i wait with i wait with bated breath go all right so everyone gave tony khan a pass for over a year on a two-hour weekly show but triple h ran nxt so he's not shown the same courtesy when he now controls five hours in a lot of ways, it's a new owner to an existing company. When a new owner buys a sports team, they need a few years to shape it in their image. And what's been so terrible that Austin Theory cashed in for the U.S. title? Does anybody really like him enough to care? Could it not be a long-term story where his youth and inexperience is getting the better of him? He was impulsive with Vince. Now he doesn't have that guidance or blanket or cushion. It's not perfect, but what is? Has MJF's return been that good? Are the champions in AEW that great of stories? Bottom line, it's a much better show now than it was, and it's going to take time to establish all the new players. If after WrestleMania the new players are not getting over, then let's see how he handles it. And um, there's a PS here. I fully expect Rob to discount my opinion and say I am wrong. He is. <laughs> Let's break a little bit about that. I mean, we talked about Austin Theory. And do they see anything in him at all? Or does Triple H see nothing in him want to get him off TV? Or is it just that that stupid contract briefcase was an albatross? I don't know. Um, do we give Triple H less benefit of the doubt because he was running... Running things in NXT so well. What do you I, think, Fred? I think he, I think he gets a grace period. I think that's that's where he's at right now. It was so bad with Vince. I think Triple H gets a not so much of a pass, but he gets like a grace period. Like, all right, you got a couple months to figure this shit out and steer it in the right direction. If not, then it's coming at you. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So what do we kind of agree then that the target there is WrestleMania to say, okay, by the time WrestleMania comes around, you're you should have your thumbprint firmly on this. Like, I think I would give it a month or two after Mania, because Mania you're still you're still kind of going with what was in the past. So what Vince kind of set set rolling in a way, um, you know, they're still holding out hope for that Roman Rock match at Mania, which they've been talking about for years. So I, I still think that's kind of like in the back burner. But Triple H said something about that during that interview when he was talking about because they were trying to work a match between the two of them a few years back. Remember they had that weird face off on raw and everything. And he said yep. the hardest thing, the only problem with dealing with the rock is that he never has time. Right. It's his movie. I've heard, read that scene is coming for back for WrestleMania. I've heard that theory too. Yeah. Uh, that is that where you pull theory? You took him away from oh. the title picture so you could start pushing him that way. They did tease that a few months back. I 
thing. Only if theory wins. Yeah, I think you finally have seen it do a job. Mm-hmm. The picture, um, it'd be interesting to see because with Cody coming back at some point, do they plug him back into the title picture because he had all that momentum when he was initially before he got hurt? I would think so. Are are they going to split the titles? How do you do that? That's easy. You come up, Roman decides to defend one of the belts and loses. Yeah. That's easy. That's not hard. It's just who. The question is who. Um, but I don't think they, they know how to book one world champion. They obviously don't because neither one, none of these champions seem to want to defend. Like they were, what did they say during Crown Jewel? You know, Roman defends his title once a month. I'm like, wow, good for him. <laughs> at this point, he'll right. hold that belt till he's 80. So is it, yeah. <laughs> he's at 800 days now. I mean, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I, I, feel a little weird about ragging on him about the part-time thing because that's a very new development. I mean, he was not part-time for the majority of this run. Right, it was a very tail end. So, I mean, and except for went to battle leukemia and not showing up at the height of a pandemic because he's, you know, immunocompromised. Yeah. Aside from that, he's an every, he's been an everyday guy in the company. So I wouldn't I care nearly as much if he was on. He needs to be on every pay per view. That's a fair enough argument. I think the fact that he's skipping pay per views, meaning we're getting like sixty to ninety days without a world title defense, right? And then to top it all off, they don't even have him beat any of his opponents clean. Every once in a while, have him beat somebody. Let him show his dominance. Right. Who's the last person he beat clean? Was it Riddle? Has he beaten anybody clean? I don't even remember. Um, I know he beat Riddle clean. He beat Finn Balor clean. He beat. Did he beat Finn Balor? Didn't Finn Balor? Didn't the ropes break or something? Wasn't he fighting the Beast or the whatever whatever he calls his other persona, the Demon? That's a good question. Didn't he thin the ropes break and he fell off the ropes or something like that? So, I mean, clean victories are... (laughs) Yeah. He would just know. Expect us to research this stuff on us. Now I'm not researching it. (laughs) All right, so... Do we move to AEW now, boys? There, There is a name that's neither AEW nor WWE. Are you talking about the Ric Flair? No. What's he? What did he do? Ric Flair. You didn't hear that Ric Flair took a shot at JBL. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you. He says, uh, "I guess the uh, anti-bullying program you so heavily endorse does not apply to Bradshaw, Jason Roberts, and Joey Styles. What a joke!" And he's in the Hall of Fame. Sad. And I love how Ric Flair tweets because, like, you you really have to decipher what he's trying to say. What he's trying. To- like, I think he's saying Jason Roberts and Joey Styles got bullied by Bradshaw. Didn't Joey Styles kick his ass? Bradshaw? Yeah, because apparently Joey Styles actually knows how to fight. I don't think so. I think I'm I would remember that. Knows. I'm going to find that one, and if it comes up that he did it, I'll bring it up next week. But yeah, I remember a story about. 
Joey Styles apparently being better with his hands than expected. And I have so never heard I'll... that story ever. I need to find us now. Go so on. if you could find it, I would love to hear it, but I've never heard that one before. I have heard that, but I find it interesting that uh, Captain Sexual Harassment right. will, I would say. go after anyone for anything. And I'm sure when everyone has seen Flair little little Nate, <laughs> right? In the on the ground and in the skies. I, well, I said everyone has seen trip, uh, little Nate, no matter where. Uh, okay, here it is: a story from 2008 on a Bleacher Report. Former ECW announcer Joey Styles knocks out JBL on airplane back from Iraq. So was Joey Styles bullying Bradshaw? So was it the other way around then? I'm guessing. No. So Bradshaw dumped the bucket of ice on announcer Lillian Garcia while she was sleeping. Then he went after Joey Styles, and apparently he was at him all week. And when, when people... So apparently people had to get them and when they got between them styles threw a punch and uh messed up his eye well that doesn't mean he beat him up that means JBL he got a cheap with, shot in JBL got a with a cut and a black eye and apparent all reports say jbl spent most of monday night by himself in the locker room being very quiet and on his blackberry that's how you know how old this story is and Styles has not commented publicly on the incident. So yeah, apparently Styles JBL got on him. Styles got in his face. People stuff was about to go down. Yeah, I think I think he was going to stuff Joey Styles in a yeah. In I was going to say the back of Joey a, Styles may have been ca- well, about to catch no, an asshole. But... There is that, but from a lot of accounts, whenever somebody goes back at JBL, he starts to back down. Yeah, but so, Jason, what you're making it sound like is. Joey Styles, like, you're making it sound like Joey Styles stood up to him and beat the crap out of him. It sounds like he got a lucky shot, and 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 if and there were people in between him, he would have been a splat on the yeah, floor. Yeah, he just look it. He wouldn't have got that shot. Um, listen, when there's bullying involved and hazing involved, there's no such thing as a cheap shot because hazing's a cheap shot. So if you're if you're going to keep your face there in the reach of my fist, all's fair. But I. Would, I get what you're, I get fair, what you're like, saying. I get. I get what you're saying, fight? Jason. Jason, but if you and JBL if you and I are getting ready to get into a fight, his teeth. and and eight Wait, people are holding you back, and I walk up and punch oh, yeah. you in the face, I'm not. I didn't win the fight. I got a cheap right. shot. It's called a cheap shot. Well, we don't know who's holding back. We don't know how many people. It couldn't have been that eight people. I mean, Joey Styles arms aren't that long, and they're on a plane. So yeah, so there's a less room. Got in between them and said, "Hey." Calm down. And even if it was said, no, even if it was two people, you're talking wrestlers here. Yeah. No yeah. snakes on a plane, all right, guys. No <laughs> no <snakes>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I call bullshit snakes, on that one. Go ahead. Speaking of snakes, there's stories about this from later on. In Jeff oh, yeah, Jarrett, I'm gonna read up a little. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff He's Jarrett back. taking shots at WWE. On a not just WWE, and Braun Strowman. What's what's this guy's deal? You literally just left this company, what five minutes ago? 
And now you're taking shots? I'm like, all right. And you're you're back in this this huge dude on AEW that looks worse than the great Kali? Like, come on, man. That's you know what? Let, that's the let hill me, you want to die on. All right, go ahead. I got I got several problems with this. Number one, Jeff Jarrett, shut up. Yes. Number two, AEW, shut up. Go one show without saying something about another company. I dare you. They can't do it. And number three, what is wrestling's obsession with big useless people? This guy doesn't look like he can do dick in the ring. Yeah. All right. And for every Strowman, there's five giant Gonzaleses out there. I'd say two. I don't know why wrestling is obsessed with these big useless men. I mean, Omas barely made a showing, and I would argue that he made a better showing because Strowman sold for him like crazy. But inevitably, these big men let you down. Because they can do nothing. And then once they lose, they lose their mystique. They're done. Yes. And they're injured. So I, I, Very injured. Right. I, I don't understand why anybody... I, if I had to watch a show full of Omases or a show versus uh, full of Brian Danielsons, I'll take the Danielsons every time and run. Right. But back to the original point, I, I don't know why AEW continually needs to take shots at their competition. It's it's cheap heat. It's Xbox heat. Yeah. And nobody likes Xbox heat. True. Does it even get the same reactions that it used to get? Well, now it's getting the pity reaction. Right? Poor AEW, they got to mention WWE to get clicks. Right. Right? And I only I can figure what Jeff Jarrett is. Triple H came on and said, you're worthless. I don't need you. Get out. And your kids are ugly, and your wife is stupid. Because why else would you call them big nose? And and you know, like I don't like I don't understand. Like what what axe do you have to grind? Because that was that sounded more like a personal thing than a wrestling angle. Is this going back to the uh, the nineties days with the click? Is that what he's taking his anger out on? They just need to stop it. They need to start acting like they're the only pla- the only wrestling company on the planet. Nobody else exists. And they need to start dealing with that because I heard an interesting uh, interesting perspective today from none other than Jim Cornette. And normally I'm not a big proponent of him, but he said something very interesting that the way things are happening at AEW you got to wonder when contracts start going up are they going to be able to re-sign any of their talent? That's true. Because they are not providing a workspace that is conducive. And you've already had several people already say or try to get out of their contracts. You got to wonder either he's going to have to massively overpay or they're not going to get their people to stay or people who leave WWE are not going to want to come to them. So he's Tony Khan his... really... Tony he's Khan's got to get this shit in order. Team. Yeah, they're, he's he's becoming like the, the the team nobody wants to play for. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you got to overpay right? for talent that's mediocre, and nobody wants to come to your your spot. Right. 
I mean, you're going to end up getting, you know, Baron Corbin becomes free in WWE. He's going to be your big <laughs> signing in AEW. And you're going to be like, what the? For way more yeah. than they should ever pay for anybody. Right. Corbin gets a $20 million deal. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin's your world champion? What the hell? What? Was David Arquette not busy? <laughs> Speaking of overpaid and mid-level. Rob Soraya. Just, I'll leave that on your lap and I'll let you run with it. Aren't you guys sick of me ranting? All I've done is rant this show. <laughs> more. Was- All right. <laughs> I wrote on the, I wrote on our sheet Soraya versus Brit, and the crowd goes mild. And I listened to the sh- I listened to her promo twice because. The first time I was kind of half paying attention and I have to give Britt Baker all the credit when she said they don't take walk-ins. I, I act, I laughed out loud. I thought that was a great line. And then Soraya starts talking. And I, first of all, I noticed that she gets half a crowd reaction. Now she doesn't get full crowd reaction anymore. She's getting half cheers. If you notice from when she debuted till now, she has messed up her promo. Yep. She has not brought the heat. And this whole it's my ring thing is getting old. People are starting to go, but what have you done? She she doesn't have the pedigree. I don't know why she thinks just because she's been wrestling since she's 14. She wrestled for her parents. That's like Greg Gagne walking around saying, I'm the greatest wrestler that ever lived. You wrestled for your father, dude. Right. Like, of course you were going to win titles and stuff. She really has got this sense of entitlement that I just don't understand. She doesn't have the credentials to back it up. No one thought she was a great ring technician. Right? Her title reigns were not impressive. Her, She's way more known for her out-of-ring exploits than in the ring at this point. I was and while I give... I, I thought she was trying to bring the heat in her promo, but it didn't land. Like, I think people thought that's the wrong one for me for you to be going after. Britt Baker is AEW. Yeah. She is one of the few people during the pandemic that actually brought her A game. If you, I mean, if you remember, Bailey and her were like the two that really brought their A games during the pandemic. They were like mm-hmm. made the shows enjoyable. They were. They did. They went. Uh, they figured out a niche and went with it. Right. So for for Soraya to come in and be like, "This is my ring," blah, 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 she's right. Like I, I'm like Britt Baker. As I'm watching this promo, I'm going, "Britt Baker's actually right. You're nobody. You haven't wrestled in five years. Right. You got nothing." So I don't know, so guys. I. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, you know, she better do something. She better be awesome in the ring because her promos have sucked. I mean, she said she was in the Tokyo Dome. She never wrestled in the Tokyo Dome. And she admitted that. I don't know if you guys saw that in her promo. She said, I wrestled at MSG. I wrestled at Tokyo Dome. She didn't. And she had to go on yeah, Twitter and tell wrestled. everybody I, I messed up. <laughs> so that's two, <laughs> two times now in what, four promos. Sure. I mean, holy shit! Damn. When you get caught, she's, ma- she's made resume. she's made as many mistakes as she had 
sexual partners in those videos. Hey now. That's true. Hey now. That's true. <laughs> so go ahead. That that was my rant. Go ahead. Feel free to expand upon that. Yeah, I think you said it all, Rob. I, I, I don't think there's much to add on that. I think you kind of laid it all well, out. Well, am I there. wrong, Freddie? Am I wrong? I mean, no, am you're I saying not. anything out of school? I, I, oh. I completely agree with you. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Jason, you agree? Yeah, I agree. Like, even just from the return, I mean, even that initial return didn't really hit. I mean, with the audience, because five years, people forget. Yeah. It's not like she was in wrestling that whole time, so people forget. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's a good match. That's all. I hope it's a good yeah. match. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's that it's Tony Khan again, you know, the new signing pushing him right to the front. Yep. And if you're uh, Ruby Soho, you're sitting in the back going. Yeah. Hi, what ha what happened? You got them to sing <laughs> was, my theme music. I was a shiny new toy a few a few months ago. <laughs> now I don't. Now I don't wrestle anymore. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so I guess our last our last one tonight, Nick Aldis, or is this Impact? I think it's NWA. Not impact. Yeah, I think it's did who wrote that? It's NWA. Oh, NWA. Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. not paying attention when I type stuff in. So, um yeah, it looks like he's suspended and going to be a free agent very soon. And a lot of this might have come from some comments uh referring to the women's division and kind of taking up for his wife. Uh Nikki, Nikki James, and some of it might seems to have just been brewing for a while between him and the company. And he made some apparently made some incendiary comments and got suspended. And the reason for suspension made sense, and they because it was as it was presented. Hey, your contract couple of months why are you going to talk about us now when you could go the right way and uh i don't know he does he become a player as a free agent no out of curiosity so. I think he's long no. in the tooth no i mean he's already wrestled for impact um, I don't really see him being a major player in AEW, even though you never know a Tony Khan. Right. And I don't see WWE any interest in him. So, no, I don't see him as a major player. I mean, the only place I could see maybe Ring of Honor. Yeah, but then that's still that's still Tony Khan. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, though, you know, like if they get the, that all settled right. and Ring of Honor be Consider him a major player. I think maybe five years ago he was more of a, a player. Right. Not anymore. That's fair. Does NWA make it 
through the next couple of years? I think they're regional enough to where they where they can. But I'm not really sure. I don't know. All right, so I think that's our show tonight, fellas. Oh, go ahead, Jay. I wanted to give uh, one nice thing to talk about. One nice little, you know, something that makes me happy to be a wrestling fan. One of those things. I just wanted to give you all something to, uh, to think about. Uh, in Brooklyn, my own backyard here in Brooklyn, there's a middle school and um, in that middle school, one of the teachers had started uh, something called the wrestling club. And it was just, he wanted to share the love of professional wrestling with the students. And it has a big following. You've seen clips of wrestlers visiting this classroom. Um, I think no, most notable were the former AEW tag team champion, Swerve in Our Glory. They visited the class. Um, and and um, Sasha Banks and Naomi as well when they were still holding the tag team champions might have been one of their last appearances and they now have a going feud online with NXT uh, super, well, wrestler I'm not calling him a star Grayson Waller and they've been going back and forth like crazy and it's getting uh, a little bit of heat online and it's kind of cool to see that you know, a little a club like that can exist, and they're getting buy-in from multiple companies. You know, their stars are happy to interact with them. It's got to be the greatest thing to be a middle school kid who's a wrestling fan to have these people come into your classroom on a regular basis, and, and you know, giving you a full fan experience. And I just thought it was a nice thing that's going on in the world. It makes me happy to be a fan. Give me some faith in a in in the in business that they had forgotten the fans there. So yeah, I just wanted to leave you all with that nice little note. Nice little feel good story to end the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, the Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next week. Peace.